Welcome to the Work From Home edition of Market Week in Review for the week ending May 1st, 2020. I'm Sophie Antal-Joubert, and I'm joined today by our Chief Investment Strategist, Eric Ristovin. Good morning, Eric. It's a pleasure to see you. Morning, Sophie. Good to see you. Excellent. I'm hoping that you can give us a little bit of a snapshot of what was happening this week in markets globally and also in economies and in the health realm. Um, That seems to be dominating our headlines these days. I I think we sort of saw a bit of a tug of war this week between good news on, on the health front, but then not such good news on the economic and market front. How about could we start with the bad news first, maybe so that we can end and go into the weekend on a bit of a higher note? What were some of the Bad news headlines for you this week. Yeah, and it, bad. It was horrible. Uh, it continues to be horrible. Uh, you know, we, we going into April, you know, we, we wrote a lot about, we talked a lot about the fact that we thought that April was going to be a month dominated um, by this tug of war, that our expectations were that all of the containment measures that were being used in the U.S. and, and Europe and, and globally, frankly, um, would actually ultimately be successful in flattening that curve. Um, in terms of the viral, the number of new cases, the number of daily deaths. Um, so, you know, we thought there'd be relatively good news about that in April. Um, I, I guess fewer people dying at the levels at which they're dying is, is kind of an awful thing to say is good news, but it's at least, you know, significantly less bad news than it, than it could have been. Um, and then that is offset by the fact that with you know our economy in the U.S. shut down, the European economy shut down, and virtually everywhere in the world, um, save China and, and Korea, shut down, um, that that was going to pay a, a huge economic toll. And we're seeing that. Uh, GDP was announced in, for first quarter in, Euro, in the Eurozone this week. Uh, it was down in terms of growth, minus 3.8 GDP growth in the first quarter. Uh, it's one of the largest drops they've ever seen. It may be the largest drop they've ever seen in, a, in an individual quarter. Uh, France, Italy, Spain led the pack in terms of the downward spiral. France is now itself actually in a recession. Um, it's had a couple of, of weak quarters in a row. Um, but the number was was bad across the board as it was expected to be. Um, it was, however, modestly better in its in its in its in its awfulness than the U.S. number in the first quarter, which we saw last week, which was negative four point eight percent. We also saw U.S. data. Um, you know, we've seen uh, well. First of all, another three plus million people actually filed jobless claims in the last week. Uh, this, that runs the six-week total to a just unthinkably staggering 30 million jobless claims have been filed within the last six weeks. Um, effectively, you know, the, the, the world went in, well, the U.S. and the world went into lockdown in mid-March. Um, so, it, you know, that six-week period pretty much corresponds to the, to, to the lockdown. Um, so that was bad. We saw consumer center, consumer confidence actually fall pretty significantly in the month. That was to be expected as Frankly, the jobless claims were to be expected. Um, on earnings side, we, we've seen about 30% of the S&P 500 in the states report. Uh, right now, it's tracking for an earnings per share growth rate for the index blended of about negative 15%. Uh, the numbers I shared in the U.S. you know, and, and Europe you know, are hold true for most of the world. Wow. Okay. So, um, so that is bad news. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for updating us on all of that. A highlight of bad news. 
I, I know you are the bearer of bad news. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be the bearer of good news as well. Um, that was sort of the, the the one side of the coin. What about the other side of the coin? What were some of the positive things that came out and positive developments that came out of this week? Yeah, these are difficult times. So even the good news has tragic elements to it. Um, there have been you know over 3 million cases of the coronavirus diagnosed and I think we're all aware that that probably that number is underreported um, because uh, we haven't tested everybody uh, in all the affected countries. And there have been a, over about 214,000 deaths worldwide with the U.S. leading um, the pack in terms of that uh, that number. Uh, you know, and I think you know, within that backdrop of, of horribleness, then if you start looking at what's been happening recently, um, you're definitely seeing those curves flatten those curves flatten in terms of the viral outbreaks, both in terms of the number of new case diagnosed and, you know, then very importantly, the number of daily deaths. If you look at the number of daily deaths in the U.S., that that curve is flattened. Um, it looks, it's a little bit early to, you know, to say this, but it looks like it's beginning to drop down, which is kind of the first key to actually things getting meaningfully better. Um, in most European countries and in a lot of other countries, the curves have either flattened or they're actually moving down, which is, I think, a huge positive case. Um, and that's kind of the effects of, you know, the, the lockdowns, although costing a lot in terms of economic activity and earnings, those lockdowns are saving lives. It's very, very clear. Um, we're following effectively the same pattern that China and Korea established earlier, uh, and that lockdown since mid-March has, has really affected those curves. And I think, you know, that is good news. It's it's not unqualified good news because there's always a potential of a second wave. Um, but at least governments are now talking about when and how should they open up economies, uh, kind of more broadly. And I think that's a that has to be you know viewed as nothing but a positive sign. Yeah, those reopening of economies, we've seen governments handling that at different paces and different ways and different measures. It'll be interesting to observe how how that ends up sort of developing further. What about the Fed? The Fed has been pretty active with um, lending programs for sort of, you know, Main Street, smaller businesses and stuff. Can you give us an update on that? I know Abe uh, Robeson in the, the last Market Week in Review talked about kind of the you know, some of the mechanics of the aid package, the, the fiscal and monetary. Um, it's not, I mean, it's stimulus. Yes, it's mostly, I, I think of it as mostly relief rather than stimulus. Um, it is truly staggering in terms of the numbers. Since the last time we had a market week in review, another $488 billion of fiscal stimulus was passed, mostly aimed at that small business lending program through the SBA. Um, this week, the Fed, uh, again, recommitted themselves to no limits. They, they, they see no limits that they won't go to uh, in terms of making sure that they support the U.S. economy um, and the citizenry of the U.S. in terms of financially support them. Um, they also made some changes in their Main Street lending program, uh, which is yet to come online. Um, but this is a really interesting facility. It's, it's new, it's different, and that's why it's taken a while for them to get it online. That's a, that's a facility where they encourage banks to loan directly to corporations, and the Fed will take 95% of the risk of those loans onto their books. So um, that is aimed at small and mid-sized businesses. 
This week, the Fed expanded the number of businesses that can qualify for that loan program, and they actually dropped the, at the minimum loan requirement. So just another sign of the fact that when they say there are no limits, they've shown that there are, you know, they haven't found one yet. And, and I think that they, they likely won't in this crisis. And I think the market's taking, uh, you know, more than just a little bit of comfort from that. Yeah, it sounds like they're trying to be creative and really meet the the unprecedented and the un you know sort of unusual needs of of today's times. Well, Eric, thank you very much for your insights. That's all we have time for today. But thank you for joining us and taking the time to be with us. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Absolutely, and thank you for having joined us as well. We'll be back again soon. Mm-hmm.